David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. And welcome to another edition of Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris. David is not in studio today. He is available by phone, however. I thought he How was. How are you doing, Elliot? Great. And you? Good. I'm just trying to get a double cheeseburger and a plate cold from the McDonald's. Pretty complicated stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, plain double cheeseburger and a 20 ounce cold. Okay. Now, I, I, you said you had to do work downtown in Chicago in your other life as a lawyer. I, I figured you were going to go to the golf course today, but it's raining, so I'll assume that you actually are doing a little billable work. Exactly. I mean, every time you get a beautiful girl in the studio, I'm out. Is this coincidence or is this on purpose? Well, we'll just say it's coincidence. <laughs> today in studio, we have the lovely Karina a member of the Adrenaline Rush Dancers for the Chicago Rush Arena Football League franchise, and one of the participants in the Net 10 Dream Team 2012 contest that she hopes to earn a trip to New Orleans. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. (laughs) Now, you're in your second season with the Adrenaline Rush Dancers? Yes, this is my second season. How did it all come about? The first time? Yes. Well, I heard about the audition, and I had just started graduate school, and I wanted to be dancing again. So I went ahead and went for it. I hadn't danced in a while, so I was uh, pretty sore after doing a few Russian jumps and splits and whatnot. But I got back into the groove of it. I had so much fun the first year that I just had to come back again. You have a dance background. A very long dance background, yes. Can't be that long. Um, It's pretty long. I started dancing when I was two and a half years old, and I just started adding more and more and more dance to my schedule the older I got. Okay. When did you turn professional? I turned professional when I joined the Adrenaline Rush Dancers. So So last year. (laughs) That means she's not eligible for the Olympics? I don't know. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. Now... The interesting part to your becoming an Adrenaline Rush dancer is you had a setback Mm -hmm. in 2009. Yes. When you were diagnosed with leukemia? Yes, I was. Now, I'm not an expert on leukemia, but it strikes me as something when you're very young or then much later in life. It it would seem rare that somebody in her 20s... Right, it was very rare. The median age of diagnosis for chronic myelogenous leukemia, which is the type that I have, is age 55. So to be in your early 20s is very rare. In fact, my oncologist told me that I'm the youngest patient he's ever had. Wow. So, yeah, stroke of luck? (laughs) I don't know. So does that change your training when you found out that you have leukemia? 
Yes, it did. I had actually just competed in the Miss Illinois America system, and I had received first runner-up. So I was moving down to Texas and hoping to dance down there and to start graduate school there. And five days before I was supposed to leave was when I received my diagnosis. So I had to take some time off because as I started my medication, it um, what it does is it works on your bone marrow to reduce some of the white blood cells. So in my hips, that's where your bone marrow is the densest, and that's where it really started to work. So for a while, I couldn't even walk. So to go from that summer to then auditioning for the rush in December was um, it was it was a milestone, and it it meant so much to me that I was able to make the team and be able to dance again. Because for a little while, I was really worried about whether or not I'd be able to continue to be a dancer and to be so active. I will assume that. The activity was therapeutic, not only physically, but psychologically? Yes, it definitely was. At first, um, it was a little rough. You know, I was a little, a little, uh, um, it was not a well-oiled machine like I was before. So I had to get back into it. I had to get to moving. Um, but yes, I think now dance is something that continues to allow me to be able to be active and the two work together so that I'm able to be as physically active as I want to be. And then mentally, you know, being a graduate student, being dealing with this kind of illness and whatnot, it, it is very stressful. But I'm able to go to dance for three hours twice a week and be surrounded by talented, intelligent, beautiful women that I consider very, very close friends. And, you know, I'm kind of able to forget about the real world for a little while and just be able to dance and lose myself in what I love to do. When I was in college back in the early 90s, Loyola had a separate dance versus cheerleading, but it seems like now it's kind of been merged all in the one. Well, it kind of depends on uh, where you are. So my university down in Louisiana actually also had the same thing. So we had a dance line and also a cheerleading team, but within the um, Arena Football League, they've kind of merged them, yes, into one. So we don't do cheers and we do more dancing, but we also do have pom poms and we stand on the sidelines and cheer the players along. So, yes, you're right. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Now, it, the problem with Arena Football is it's it's tough to get, you can't get on the field other than timeouts. So to, to be able to cheer, you're sort of in the end zone during, yes. during the action mm-hmm. and you have to make sure that. The play's not coming your way? Oh, yeah. It was uh, two games ago that one of our girls, um, she actually got quite hurt and had a giant goose bump on her, on her forehead because uh-huh. one of the players had fell on top of her and she landed smack against the cement. So you got to keep your eyes open and you got to be able to quickly move out of the way. Hopefully it wasn't an offensive lineman or defensive lineman because those guys could crush it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all big guys compared to us. <laughs> You're rather small. <laughs> Sports background at all? I mean, not that dance isn't athletic enough. Um, <laughs> I cannot, I have no talent in anything that has to do with another object that I have to <laughs> use to be able to actively participate. I have very poor hand-eye coordination. Really? My depth perception, I think it's off. I don't know. I hate when people are like, oh, Karina, here, catch. I, it scares me. The like, next, I know it's going to smack me in the face. The so. next thing you know, it's bouncing off your forehead. Exactly. So, yeah, sports, not really my strong suit. 
No, and you know what's really funny is my hands are really, really tiny, so I can't even pick up a football. Like, my hand is literally too small to pick it up with one hand. So if Elliot throws it at me, it's probably going to give me a black eye. I would probably miss if I threw it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll use golf balls or ping pong. We'll use ping pong ping balls. Ping pong balls. Uh, much softer. Or Nerf balls. Nerf balls work. Yes, because they're small. <laughs> now, you are a graduate student. Yes. On the way to becoming a psychologist? Yes, I am. Hopefully. <laughs> Four more years. Okay. So do you psychoanalyze any of your uh, dance mates? Any of the other dancers? <laughs> Say, that girl's crazy. Um, well, you know, I have this theory, and I think that we're all just a little bit crazy, every single one of us. So, no, I don't do okay. that to them. Because then I'd have to do it to myself, and I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no self-analysis? No. <laughs> Not so too when much. You, were down, you said you were down in College of Louisiana. What school down there? I went to Northwestern State University in Natchitoches, Louisiana. And I loved it, every single minute of it. Okay. And you chose that because you wanted, you're from the Chicago area, mm-hmm. although uh, originally, although we won't know it by your accent, mm-hmm. born in England, correct? Yes, yes. And I moved to the States when I was four. Okay. So you, you said, okay, I'm going to get as far away from home as humanly possible. <laughs> How did that work? Um, I'm not one for the cold weather, so I was like, oh, I'm going to be 18. I get to go somewhere else. Where am I going to go? So I looked at Hawaii. I looked at Tennessee. And I showed up on Northwestern's campus, and I just fell in love. I fell in love with the culture of Louisiana, the weather, the people, the food. Just it's a, The it's mosquitoes? Uh, yeah, they say that the mosquito is the state bird of Louisiana. <laughs> Not terribly fond of them. I have a serious phobia against roaches. So those were the downfalls, but everything else was fantastic. Okay. Oh, you were were you born in England or you just lived there for a little while? I was born in England. So how does England let a beautiful girl like you get away? Because I don't want to say this, but a lot of the English women are not pretty. <laughs> um, I don't know. My father took me. Seems like a good move. <laughs> now, as part of your studies, you, you recently went to Zambia? Yes, I did. How did that all happen? So I went to Zambia for a study abroad course with my school, and we were working with traumatized children, and we were also working with the youth care workers there. It's a train-the-trainer program, so we were helping them to recognize signs of trauma with children and how to work with them. And it was a life-changing experience. It really opened up my eyes to a lot of things that are going on in the world, and I'm so glad that I went. Would you go back there again, or is that a one-time deal? I would go back tomorrow if I had the money, but, you know, I'm a graduate student. I have no income. <laughs> so you, you were lucky to make it to the studio today. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, chugging along in the last little fumes of gas in my car. <laughs> now, I mentioned at the start of the show, you're one of the contestants on the Net 10 Dream Team yes. competition yes. that the Arena Football League is holding. They have two dancers from each team compete against one another, and yes, they'll they have do. 17 total dancers going to the Arena Bowl. In New Orleans. Yep. So how, how does all that work? So how that works is um, two girls are nominated from each team, like you said, and then the voting takes place online at arenafootball.com. So make sure you get on there and vote for me. Um, and then we're 
we've been voting for the past two weeks, and it'll go up until June 15th, in which they then they'll announce which girls receive the most votes from each team. And a person can only vote one time per day. One time per day. Yep. You can vote for one girl. Unless you have multiple personalities and multiple computers, <laughs> I don't know how, how they check all that stuff out. I think multiple computers, you would have to have multiple usernames. Um, but yes, you could. You could rig that a little bit if you wanted to, I suppose. So what's you, should get, you should get support from then two states, from Illinois and Louisiana, being that you're in college down there. I'm hoping so. I spoke with them. Um, from with a couple people from my school and have been working with them to increase exposure and whatnot and get me back down to Louisiana so I can have some crawfish and some po'boys and jambalaya. <laughs> some beignets? And beignets, yeah, All that good stuff. All that good stuff. So what's it like going up against your f- f- adrenaline rush teammate, Nicole? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you look at each other and snarl at one another? And, <laughs> Or how does that work? No, I mean, we do, but we're joking. <laughs> we're two very silly, goofy girls. And um, I think that we're both really lucky that it turned out the way it did this year because we are really, really good friends on the team. And if she if she ends up winning, I of course, I'll be disappointed that I don't get to go, but I'm probably going to go anyway just so I can support her. And well, I, we won't tell that to the voters. Okay, well, I'll just <laughs> steal my lips then. <laughs> But, yeah, we're really lucky because we're very good friends, and we really support each other throughout this whole process. How is the rest supporting you two in this? Are they, like, promoting you yes, in any way? They've been doing some online promotions, some videos and whatnot. Do the girls who aren't the contestants wonder, hey, how did these two get picked? <laughs> um no, I don't think so. I think it's just kind of one of those things that if you didn't get picked this year, then hopefully it'll be next year. Yeah. And we're all, we're really like a small family or sorority, if yeah. you will. And we just really support each other and hold each other up. So last year, you know, we had two other girls that were nominated and it was an exciting process to be able to be there with them throughout the process and then see Brittany last year went and to see her dancing and it was it was really awesome to get to see her have that opportunity. You mentioned you competed in Miss Illinois and you came in what second? You said first runner up. Yes, yes, I did. Ooh. What was that like? That was something that I thought that I would never do, and it actually started when I was at school in Louisiana. I competed in our school's pageant and was Miss Northwestern Lady of the Bracelet. And I had such a great time. I was so surprised at how much fun I had. I didn't think that I would enjoy pageants for whatever reason. And I had so much fun. And the scholarship money really was fantastic that I decided to compete again once I moved back home to Illinois. So I didn't, I didn't think that I would receive first runner up. So that was a, that was a shocking moment. Um, and also a very proud one. Would you do it again? Or, I'm too or, old. Too, I'm too retired. old. Yeah, I'm too old. Oh God, we we should have brought the walker to the studio to help you. <laughs> I actually have mine in the car. Okay. So. What do you get married when you go for the Mrs. Illinois? Uh, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. <laughs> David has it all figured out for everybody. He's going to be my manager. Right. It's it's so much. As a psychologist, you'll you'll be able to realize it's so much easier to lead other people's lives mm-hmm. and. 
as a psychologist, should be able to tell them how to do it, right? And have a <laughs> license that says, I'm, I'm authorized. I'm You're author- paying me to tell you how to lead your life. <laughs> I'm authorized to give you um, the tools that you need oh. to get you where you want to go. But I'm so not telling anyone how to run their life. What's the difference between being a psychologist and a wife? <laughs> Very little, but I haven't been a wife yet, so <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll find out. Now, wait a second, David. Do you pay Melinda for sessions? <laughs> if I had to pay her for sessions, I'd be bankrupt. <laughs> or you'd be working a, a lot harder than you are when you work pretty hard as it is. Yeah, because no, no one wants to get in this mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody likes to say to me. They're like, don't analyze me. You don't even want to get started. <laughs> so people who know that you're going to be a psychologist, they put up a little barrier uh, yeah, you know, as soon as I tell someone that I'm studying to get my doctorate degree in psychology, everybody's initial reaction is to kind of scoot back away from me a little bit and say, are you reading my mind? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not. It, it, it's not quite that simple, is it? No, not at all. And I'm not a psychic. I'm a psychologist. There's, a, diff- there's a difference? It's a pretty big difference, yeah. You, you don't do palm readings? No. I mean, I can read your palm, but, you know, I don't know if there'd be any validity behind what I was saying. Would you be a psychologist more on the lines of, like, Billy Crystal and analyze this with uh, Robert De Niro? <laughs> um, no. Or the uh, psychiatrist Richard Dreyfus in What About Bob? What About Bob? With I haven't Bill Murray. so long, yeah. Don't they show that to you in class? No, they don't. No, we so don't get movie time. Wasn't Frazier a psychologist, too? I think so. And he did a radio show. That could be your future. That could be my future. Psychology on the radio. Or on the Internet. Or on the Internet. Or both. Right. Or, well, we'll have you talk to the talk zone people here before you leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Karina. Good luck. Thank you. And the website for the voting again is www.arenafootball.com and if you go to that website you'll see on the left and right side of the page are two highlighted cheerleaders and you click on them to get you to the voting process I'm there right now neither one of them is you but I know. If I, how, how dare they <laughs> I know but if you click on there we they can get to you or Nicole or any of the other absolutely excellent well we'll go there during the break and when we come back from break, we will have baseball great Tony Oliva. You are listening to Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. <laughs> 